your body has got to last you, right? So have a plan of action to take care of it. And again, it's just a, an assessment or, or an awareness of how you're doing, how you're feeling, where you're at today. Does it hurt when you get out of bed? Does it hurt when you put your feet on the floor? Um, listen to that. Because it wasn't always that way. When you were a certain age, you used to jump out of bed and run over, you know, turn on the TV or whatever you did. Get on your bicycle and run around. So take care of your body. Listen to your body and get some some uh, um, a physical every year. Great idea to do that. Now let's talk about our mind, right? The driving force of our body and our spirit and our soul, our identity, who we are. Because believe it. As you thinketh, you will doeth, right? And so, again, I'm always reading and, and uh, listening to smart people and picking uh, things that I enjoy from the conversations or the topics I talk about. And um, and it was just, I can't remember where I got it, but I was writing down stuff that I heard or I remember hearing and uh, just think, preparing, you know, to share thoughts and ideas with you. Um, about our mind and uh, and it's, it's very it's very um, how can I say it? the brain is such a mystery but such a wonderful thing you know us as a species of, as a being just our thought process and the things we do it just amazes me all the time and um, so as you guys know I'm a firearms instructor and there's a part of my class where I talk about fear Right. And what is fear? Fear is in our mind. Right. And uh, but I tell I tell my students this, like fear is actually good because what is fear? Fear is your body and your mind telling you there's a potential danger that you don't understand or you can't control. It's like a mayday, mayday, warning, warning. It's an alarm system. There's a potential danger, right, that could uh, take you to your demise. It's okay to be afraid. What is not okay is to stay afraid, right? So I said fear is good. I didn't say staying afraid is good. Recognizing there's danger is good. Now, what you do with that information is what's important. See, if you stay paralyzed in fear and do nothing and just live afraid, that's a problem. Recognizing you're afraid of something, it's a, it's a good thing. But now you have to have a plan of action to free yourself from that fear and tackle whatever that is. So I said, what is fear, right? It's uh, your body and your mind telling you there's a potential danger. You don't understand it. You can't control. So what you have to do is learn it, understand it, whatever that thing it is you're afraid of, or control it. Master that thing. Be its boss, however you can be. Let's give you an example. Um... Let's pick dogs, right? If you're afraid of dogs, that's okay. Don't random touch dogs. That's that's perfectly logical. I don't randomly touch dogs either. I'm not afraid of dogs, but uh, I know the potential danger that's there. So I know enough about dogs to know that I don't have to be afraid of them. I just have to be um, concerned, analyze, assess, and befriend, right? So, so how do I do that? I start understanding dogs, right? I get around dogs and like, hey, is this your dog? Yes. Is he friendly? Yes. Can I pet him? Yes. Okay. So now you get next to the dog. The dog comes and meets you. He's wagging his tail. His tongue is sticking out. He sniffs you a little bit. You put your hand out. He sniffs your hands. You pet him a little bit. And uh, now you're friends. And he wants to play. And he's, you know, bumping into you because he wants you to chase him around. And that's a friendly dog. Well, now you know. 
wagging tail and tongue sticking out and being goofy, that's a friendly dog. Another scenario, hey, is this your dog? Is he friendly? No, no, no. No, he's not friendly. Don't touch that one. He's a, he's a mean one. He's a, a protecting dog or whatever. Well, he's not liking you because he's growling at you. His teeth are out and his tail's you know tucked in because he's about to whatever, however. All right, so I know that that posture, that body language that dog is giving me tells me he's not happy. He's not friendly. He doesn't want to be my friend. He, he's, like, he's showing me aggression. So I know enough not to touch that dog. Not to go near him, not to pet him, and just let him be. Um, he'll let me be if I let him be, right? So that's a, a mutual understanding. See, I'm not afraid of dogs. I just understand them enough that I don't have to be afraid. I just know that this dog, hmm, I'm not sure about that dog, so I'll just stay away. Well, this dog I know, he's giving me the indicators that he's friendly. Let me slowly, gently introduce myself, however we do that, and then we could be friends. And, uh, and that dog over there, yeah, he's growling, he's barking. Yeah, not friendly. I don't want nothing to do with him either. So it's mutual. See, not afraid. It's okay to be afraid. It's not okay to be afraid. Uh, to stay afraid. Let me rephrase that. Sorry. It's okay to be afraid. It is not okay to stay afraid. Whatever that might be, if you're afraid of bullfighting and you're interested in learning to do that, get some training. Find someone to teach you so you know these indicators so you can understand it so you don't have to live afraid of anything. Um, I wrote this down because I heard it somewhere, read it somewhere. It says, don't waste your energy to fear. Use your energy to believe, learn, create, and grow. So let's analyze that. Let's dissect it just a minute. So I told you a minute, don't be, it's okay to be afraid, but not to stay afraid. I told you, learn it, master it, own it. Whatever it is you're afraid of, grab it by the ears and make it yours, right? So you're no longer afraid. This statement says, don't waste your time, sorry, don't waste your energy to fear. Use your energy to believe, learn, create, and grow. It's not far off from what I just said, right? I said, learn that thing you're afraid of and, and make it yours. So they're saying here is take your energy and spend it on developing you to make something beautiful, create something, learn something, uh, believe in something positive, right? And grow because fear can paralyze you. And that's what I don't want for you. I want you to take your mind and own it. Whatever it is, whatever this life is bringing at you, roll up your sleeves and tackle it with gusto, with uh, belief that you will conquer because you can do all things um, if you believe. Like I said, if you believe it, you can do it. If you believe you can't do it, you're right. If you believe you can do it, you're right. Um, so that's important, right? It's important to not live afraid. It's okay to be afraid, but that means it's time to learn it, earn it, you know, grab it by the ears. And that's how I go through life. Because sometimes there's things that are challenging. Like I'm nervous about something. Like, oh, man, this is all right. Here we go. Let's just do it. And don't think, just do. And that's what I say to myself sometimes. That's like my mantra. Don't think, just do. And I don't mean just go in blindly in anything, right? But when I'm trying to convince myself not to do something because I'm afraid or um, I'm un unsure, I just I, I snap out of it. Don't think, just do. And I just start doing it. And I also tell myself, you will never be 100% ready for anything. You just have to start. And the faster you start, the, you know, the, the faster you start learning and making it better and, and having progress. 
Because if you're just stuck and you're analyzing and analyzing and overanalyzing and overpreparing and overpreparing, you're never going to do anything. What do they call that? Analysis paralysis pearl. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can't even say it, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Um, and so can't be afraid. You got to break the, the chain of fear and master that thing. And then use that energy to create something, believe in something, do something. Um, don't be paralyzed. Don't be a stick in mud. Keep on moving forward and doing those things you need to do. I let those things simmer sometimes in my brain. Like, get up and do something. Don't think, just do. There's a physical movement to those things, right? But our brain... Our mind is what moves our body. And so you have to win your battles in your head first. By conquering, you know, laziness, by conquering um, doubtfulness, by conquering, um, you know, fear, right? And um, and just do it. And again, nothing, nothing's always going to be easy. Sometimes things are challenges and sometimes you take a knee. Like, man, you get knocked down. Um, but let me tell you, if you get up again, you're still in the fight. It's when you stay down that you're counted out. You've seen boxing right before. Um, there Two boxers are there. They're in a battle. They're punching and, and uppercutting and, you know, jabbing and all this other stuff, right? They're boxing. It's a competition. It's a challenge. And sometimes a boxer gets knocked out. There's nothing wrong with getting knocked down. It's the not getting up that's the problem. Because if you don't get up, you lost. And I want you to be a winner in this life. It's okay to get knocked down. But when you get knocked down, you need to regroup in your mind. And your mind needs to command your body. Get up and let's do this. Let's reorganize. Let's re, re, um, refocus. Re-energize. And let's do this. Because remember, all the battles are won 80%, 90% in the mind. The physical part is 10% of it. Um, and you know it's true. You know when you're thinking of this or that and oh, you're talking yourself out of it. Man, but that's impossible. This and the other thing, who's going to, man, who, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, there's been people before you and I who were told things are impossible. And they did it just the same. Um, you know that guy who who took the three boats from Spain? That Italian guy? You know what I'm talking about, Columbus. And he sailed around, the. he sailed over to the other side of the planet. And, you know, of course, they say he discovered over here, but no, this is already here. And there's a uh, history saying that Vikings were on this side already. That they'd taken their ships and came across uh, probably way north, you know, where there was a lot of ice and less ocean to travel. But just to say, right, it takes belief in yourself and in whatever it is you're believing in to, to give it 100%. And... Um, and, you know, history tells a story. Because or else, you know, everybody thinks the you know, back then it was flat and the water's going to pour off, off the earth, etc., etc. 
Look, look at look at space. We're we're going out of space on the regular now, and we've been building stuff to go to Mars. Um, I heard Elon Musk say something because he's one of those guys, one of the wealthiest persons on the planet right now, and uh, he's one of those guys who's who's working on getting to Mars and making rocket ships. What do they call it, SpaceX or something like that? He's a smart guy, uh, very intelligent guy, self-made, uh, wealthy person, but he's a, a thinker, a visionary. Um, and I think if you would ask him, you know, you're a businessman, right? He would tell you, no, I'm more of an engineer um, than a businessman. He, he just believes in what he believes in and he, he puts action to those thoughts, right? He does the 90% of winning in his brain, but then the last 10%, he actually does it. He puts it into action because things could die in your head and never make it out. That's the 10%. That's the last bit of it. You could think of a perfect plan, but if you don't implement it, it's going to die in your brain, right? So um, people like that, uh, I, I admire, right? I'm like, man, that, that guy thinks it and he and he makes it happen. Good for him. And we should learn something from him. He said something the other day that was very interesting to me. He says, we always have to push forward, right? We have to evolve and we have to improve and make um and you're talking about technology, like we have to make technology better. But I think to myself, like we have to make ourselves better as individuals, right? Because as individuals, because at the end of the day, you have total control of you. 100% control of you. So if I control anything, I know it's me that I can control. Um, the world, the weather and situations and circumstances, those all change and some of those things are out of my control. But me, 100% in my control. But this is what he said. He says, we always have to improve. And again, he's talking about technology. We always have to dream it and think it and get the smart people around it to make it happen. We need visionaries and then, and then doers to make it happen. And, he, and he, this is what he ended that conversation with. He said, look at the pyramids, Egypt, a great civilization many, 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 many moons ago. They built pyramids, um, very big structures that to this day, we still don't know how they did it, right? But however they did it, they had the technology to do it. But then they stopped striving to improve. And that technology was forgotten. Imagine that. They were so advanced that they were able to move these stones and however they did it. I don't know how. Not even going to pretend to know how. They were able to make these pyramids at a time where they had no machinery, they probably had levers and um, and and uh, and mechanical devices that you know uh, were moved by uh, ox or elephants. I don't, I don't know camels. You you pick it. However, they did it, but they built these magnificent, mag beautiful structures um, that are still out there. But the technology was forgotten. Um, and, and like, man, think about the, like the Aztecs and stuff like that. They built those temples as well. No one knows how they did it back then. The technology has been forgotten. So that means if you stop improving yourself, you start degrading yourself. You start going backwards. We could see it. Temples were, uh, temples were built. Pyramids were built. And then we stopped improving and we forgot how to do it. He also said something about, um, the Romans, had the great aqueducts, like the first plumbing, right? And then no one knows how they did it. We forgot. 
Um, and then later on, we reinvented it, plumbing and stuff like that. But it was already there. So what am I saying? All this to say is this. Your brain is a very powerful thing. And it can stop you from growing if you let it. But it can also let you go touch the moon if you let it. Free your mind. Open it up to the adventure of life. And grab it by the horns. Remember I said fear was good. But staying in fear is not. See, you have to move on. Let's talk about other things that can paralyze our brain. Where anxiety, right? Um, you know, that's a type of fear or nervousness, right? And some people get paralyzed by that. Instead of using that energy, that nervous energy to motivate them, to fuel the fire of whatever that project may be. And again, I'm not picking on anyone who's suffering from anxiety. You know, get the help you need. Don't don't suffer alone. Get Smart people around you that know these things and let them help you so you can live free of the of that anxiety or whatever the case may be. But um, it's all a challenge, right? It's all something we learn and we learn together. Uh, but it, it's all won and lost in our mind. If something's bothering you and you don't seek out help, you might be losing that battle because it's okay to ask for help, right? This battle in your mind, um, you can conquer. But sometimes you need guidance, sometimes you need wisdom, you need someone who's done it before maybe to help you through it. That's okay, nothing wrong with that. Remember, if you think it, you can become it. Whatever it is, the mind is very powerful. And don't waste time with other stuff, right? Um, you know, like in your head, worrying about what people think and stuff like that. Because what someone thinks about you or thinks about anything doesn't matter. What matters is what you think about you. Um, and what you decide to do for you. Remember, on this journey called life, you are the captain. And what you decide your fate is, is what will become. So enjoying this journey on life. Um, I remember being in church many, many, many years ago. And uh, one, of the, one of my favorite people on the whole planet, um, Pastor, um, he said something from the altar one time. He said, listen, I will fail you because I'm just a man. Um, but God will never fail you. Um, and the reason I bring that to your attention is because that, that was so true to me. Because now um, I can never be disappointed. Um, because I expected him to fail me, not because he wanted to, because just he's just flesh like I am, right? Um, he's just a person, and uh, with his with his flaws and with his uh, uh, attributes and with his goodness and, and and imperfections and everything in there, um, he was a, a very special person. He is a very special person in my life, and um, and uh, a mentor and and uh, important. But that that statement he made made so much sense, and um, and I bring that to your attention because uh, in my reading, in my studying, and and on this journey, right, I read I came across this statement, which reminded me of that, and that's why I brought it up to you. It says, "What hap? Uh, what's happiness?" It was the question. What's happiness? And then the answer they gave was having zero expectations of others. You see. If you don't expect anything from anybody else, 
you can't be disappointed. Does that make sense? Um, and so in this journey called life, you know, if you expect some other people to say something or do something for you, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I've always said this, right? If you want something to change, you ultimately have control of yourself, right? And so if you need to make a change, you need to make the change, right, um, for you. Now, if you expect someone else to change, to improve your situation, you're mistaken, right? Because you don't have control over them. You have control 100% over you. So what is happiness? Having zero expectation of others. And I learned that in church from my one of my favorite pastors of all time. Um, and he said that. He says, listen, I will fail you because I am just a man. But God will never fail you. And to be truthful, you know, that's where I harness my strength from God, right? Because uh, when I put my mind to something, I know that with my own strength, it's limited, right? Because I am human and I have, you know, uh, a limited amount of energy and a limited amount of time on this planet. But from, the, from where I get my strength and I harness the belief systems that I grab from, it's for something greater than I am, right? So that's limitless. And, uh, and I could do all things through he who strengthens me, right? That's a verse that I hold very dear to my heart. And uh, what gives me my motivation and, my, uh, and the belief that I could do anything. Because it's not with my own powers, right? It's over my will. Um, but I just have to activate my belief system, right? I have to activate action. And, and it starts in my mind, in my body, and, and um, I have to have a goal in this journey called life, right? So being happy is one of them. So happiness is having zero expectations from others. And then to grow in this life, right? Because I remember being a kid and a little kid at that and, you know, being upset and not having a, a tantrum, but kind of, sort of, right? Um, and, but I've matured enough to have control over my emotions. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is to you, as you mature, you need to enjoy this life, but have control of, over your destiny and where you're heading in life. And sometimes we have to act rationally. We have to think things through before we act with our body, right? And, um, and so what does that mean? That means we have to make decisions with a coherent mind and not emotional. So we, so a tip in a sentence goes like this, right? In a sentence, we have to be mature enough to control our emotions and learn to react less emotionally and a little more logically, right? Because logic means that you're putting things into motion that would improve that situation or will better the situation or better or benefit your life. Acting emotionally or irrationally, um, like a, a, a kid having a tantrum, like no tantrums ever really brought anything good. That's an emotional child, but they're acting like a child, right? And, uh, and we expect children to act like children, but we're talking to adults. We're talking to people who want to enjoy this life and live the fulfilled life. So the tip is be mature enough to control your emotions and learn to react less, process more, and calculate your next move.
That would be a logical, coherent move versus emotion. I say it this way to my students all the time. Park your heart. Use your brain. That's what I'm saying. Stop using your emotion and use your logic. How will you improve the situation? Whatever it is. You know, sometimes we get upset. We get mad. I get it. But let me tell you. It's better when you're upset or mad and you know your emotions are taking over or control over you to park your heart. In other words, it's better anger because you can't take it back. You might damage people you love if you don't say things you mean and you might hurt someone, right? And I know words, sticks and stones and words will never hurt me. I get that part. But when you're important to someone and they look up to you, you know, be it a kid, a friend, uh, someone you're mentoring, someone who just admires you, um, those words might have devastating uh, repercussions. So what I'm saying to you, be a logical, rational person, enjoy this life, smile a lot, and don't react emotionally. Control your emotions and use your brain. Park your heart, use your brain. Another tip I'd like to leave to you <clears throat> for this journey of life, um, don't try to change anyone because you can't. You'll frustrate yourself trying to change someone and you're like, I don't understand why you're this way or that way. It is not for you to change people. You only have control over you. You could only change you. But that doesn't mean you have to change for everybody either. What you do have to do is change how you deal with people. Right? Find yourself, discover yourself, improve yourself, flourish in yourself This in this life with others, right? But by making them better. Just try to make them better by guiding them, talking to them. But don't let it be a frustration to you when it's taken away from you. Just change the way you deal with them, right? That's a tip to life, right? You can't change other people. What you can do is change the way you deal with them. And sometimes, let me tell you, sometimes you just have to remove them from your life. Because don't have toxic people in your life dragging you down. Life is too complicated by itself. To be around people who are just dragging you down. It's like trying to swim in the middle of the ocean and someone's just holding you down versus trying to swim with you. You know, and um, I always think about that, right? Drowning. And, um, you know, and let me rephrase that because drowning is not cool. I always think about lifeguards and saving people from drowning. When they go out there in the ocean and someone's having a hard time, and they tell them to relax, and they grab them, you know, by the by the head or however they do it, and they swim with them. Sometimes they take out the little little buoy, little floating device, hold on to this, and then drag them out. But the more that person kicks and screams and stuff like that, they're going to drown together. So I always think about that. You know, you have to relax, calm down, don't be emotional, and uh, think your way through the problems. Because logic will always. Um, Find a way, right? Uh, coherent math is better than a, a, a tantrum or an emotional outburst. Um, and then when you try to change people, you're just going to frustrate yourself because you have no dominion over anybody but yourself. You have 100% control over you. So how about working with you first, right? And people might change around you because they see your energy, they see your vibe, they see the goals you have, and they want to learn from you. And they might adapt those good traits that you're portraying. But if your goal is to change people, mm -mm, change you first. And then maybe people change around you because they like what they see. 
And if people don't change, then just remove them from your life. You can't have toxic people, like I mentioned a minute ago. Um, and I'll leave you in a sentence this way, right? Because I wrote things down because I said, this makes sense. This is what I've been doing, but how do I articulate it? Because it has worked in my life, and I want to share it. So maybe you could take something and apply it to your life, if it, if it fits, right? If it's only for your benefit, um, uh, let this, these words, let these, um, these notes, these uh, takeaways be blessings to your life. So this one goes like this. Um, your circle is supposed to support you. Your circle is supposed to be proud of you. Your circle should not be jealous of you. Your circle should not be toxic to you. If that's who you have around you, you need to pick better friends. You need to get better people around you. Um, one of my old-time friends, he said to me once upon a time, he said, I'm a mouse amongst my friends. I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, what do you mean you're a mouse amongst your friends? Like, he was hanging around. Like, with me, of course, we were friends. Um, but he, he said, I'm always surrounding myself with people, successful people. Because I want to learn the secret to their success. And, and there's a truth to that. So tell me who you're with. I'll tell you who you are. You ever heard that saying? So surround yourself with people who got things going on, who are goal setters and goal getters and, um, and people who, who strive to do things that are positive. Right. And um, I, I do that. I surround myself with people who, who are positive thinkers. You know, because let me tell you, I don't need to hear negative stuff. I could tell myself all the negative stuff in the world. I don't need that. I need people to help convince me of the positive things, right? Um, or to to support my positive thinking, to nourish it, to to um, give me good things versus bad things. Because the world is full of bad things. I don't need anyone else helping with that. The world's got that covered. Um, so surround yourself with positive people. There will be a, a, a good... Um, person in your life right and uh, sometimes that toxic person is family because they don't know any better you could love on them but sometimes you got to make space love on them from a distance um and then maybe you know maybe you can help them from drowning right because if they're splashing and screaming and grabbing on you and pulling you down that's a problem you're both gonna drown um so sometimes take care of you first so you can take care of others right you can't change people you could only change you. So in this life, there's a lot of ups and downs and stuff. It's how you navigate through it. So I hope that these words uh, find find you well, but maybe have uh, enlightened you in just such a way that uh, might improve your life just a little bit. Um, and join a circle of friends that have things going on. And I, and I didn't mention it this broadcast, my mistake, sorry. Um, you could always reach out to me in an email. One body, one mind one life at gmail.com so we could continue this conversation um let me know if uh, these words are helping you in some way somehow they've been a blessing to your life um or just enlightened you like huh that makes sense to me because of whatever however like mm, i don't know about that steve that's okay too we don't have to agree we could still be friends um what i have learned is surround yourself with like-minded people people who got things going on and uh help each other help others Every year we go on a mission trip. We work in an orphanage in Guatemala. And this is where I've dedicated my energies to help children, right? Because um, children in this orphanage didn't do anything to deserve to be there. 
Someone has failed them. An adult somewhere somehow has failed them and they find themselves in this orphanage. So that's where I've dedicated uh, to do some work uh, helping kids. And now this year we're helping um, outside the orphanage, uh, building some houses in the community, preventing kids ending up in the orphanage. You know, you can't go wrong when you surround yourself with people doing helping children, right? So what am I saying to you? Be a good human. Help each other um, and uh, give. Give with a joyful heart. And I, I promise you the world will reciprocate in such a way. Um, you can't measure. You can't measure it, right? And so don't give expecting something. Give without reserve. And I promise you the universe, the world, God, how I believe it, will bless you in such a way that, that, um, that you can't even measure. There's no better blessing than, uh, than God blessing on you because what you think you want he has better right and that's just my my spiritual belief there that's just for me sharing it with you if it touches your heart amen to that and if you're like man nah, i don't believe in that oh, that's okay doing something good for somebody it's got to be good for you too we could agree on that any case this is steve and this is your body your mind on this journey called life remember email me at one body one mind one life at gmail let's continue this conversation it's always fun talking with you i hope you're well stay safe stay healthy talk to you soon bye